Attention all you sex fiends, sinners, degenerates, and deviants. If you're looking for a hot new sex toy, now is your chance. Sex toys don't care about what's in between your legs, and that's the sign of a true ally. Go to either B-Vibe or Lawand and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase. That's S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M for 20% off anything you buy from their websites. Check the show notes for more details. Once again, that's Sex Ed with Tim for 20% off both B-Vibe and Lawan products. Your next orgasm is on me. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I'm a certified sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay. And listeners, I guess the reason kinksters like rope so much is because it's so, wait for it, naughty. (laughs) Oh no, my guest is trying to stifle in her laughter. That was that. Come on, go ahead and berate me. That was a really bad attempt at a joke. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Oh my god. Starting off the new episode just as weak as all the other episodes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, why am I doing this, Priestess? Oh my god. I, I have no idea. Oh, oh goodness, Priestess. Sorry. Um, wow. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, let's just get right back into it. We already said this is going to be chaotic, and I don't know how else to start other than listeners. That very beautiful laugh that you heard at the other end of the mic is none other than my guest today, Priestess Vanessa. Hey, Priestess, how are you? I'm doing awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, naughty. And I'm like, naughty. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how do I have a career in anything? I don't. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! Uh. Sorry. Yeah, that was just like I do play with the naughty. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do exactly. Which is why I wanted to have you on, right? So, um, priestess, before we start anything, how about yeah. you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I identify as bi plus. Uh, so for those that are interested in that sort of thing, feel free to reach out because it, it can be a lot of women, especially curious about that, how that works for them. And on that, I am a she, her, and identify as a female and woman, definitely playing in that gender binary happily. 
and it's a lot to play with. But anyway, nonetheless, <laughs> I what I am about is, yes, about kink, yes, about BDSM, yes, about dominance and submission. However, more so I direct myself to those who identify as bi-plus or bi-curious as well as uh, females who want to explore their submissive nature and submission both within the bedroom and in life because it's a whole thing and that's where I play a lot. I play in the kink round but also outside. It's like a Venn diagram. The best description of it is like a Venn diagram. So Google that if you don't know what a Venn diagram is because believe me, (laughs) I had to Google that first when I was like, it's like a Venn diagram. I'm like, what's a Venn diagram? Anyway... (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's two like titties. Yeah, it's like yeah, sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't. <laughs> right. Right. And so oh yeah. So that's what kink, BDSM and DS, dominant submission, they sometimes overlap, sometimes they don't. There's their separate own little things. And we're going to differentiate that in a little bit, but first I want to get your background into this. Like how did you come into the BDSM slash dominant submissive slash kink uh, scene? Oh, gosh, that's quite a few many years ago now. I've lost track. I lost track after three, basically. <laughs> I, <don't> mean, <laughs> I was like, after three, I stopped counting. Take us back in time a little, you know? <laughs> so I first came into it uh, through the this is going to be interesting, the Tantra realm. I was introduced to Tantra first Ooh. as a concept and thing. And it was that community got me interested in what they call conscious kink. That's in quotation marks because it has many names. And I did workshop after workshop after workshop. But in my personal life, I hadn't really explored it. It was these workshops that allowed me to explore it in my personal life. And from there, I actually started as uh, what's called a top or a dominant D-O-M-M-E. Um, in the actual, in the DS, I was the dominant. And I was doing things like uh, pet play. So that's a thing, like, because I have this huge background prior to all this. I have this huge background. I used to train dogs. So they were like dog training there's a lot of similarities between dog training and DS <laughs> and dominance good and submission. Boy. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Praise is a thing. But you also got to give yourself. I do have a yourself... praise kink. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. And you got to give them, mm. you can't just do praise. You got to give them boundaries. You got to give those dogs boundaries too. What very they that. Can... Very that. Yeah. So mm. dog training. So I did pet play where people were pretending they were puppies and stuff. And I did that so I was in the top space there and the dom and then I started moving from there and played in all sorts of ways with like rope definitely hugely I went started with it on the bottom end I actually was starting the top then I went bottom and I was introduced to shibari or rope bondage depending who you talk to and I started as a what's called a rope model now, there are actually three different categories here with rope on the bottom end. Yeah, yeah. So there's rope tell me, tell me, bottom, tell me. rope mm-hmm. model, and rope bunny. They're all gender neutral, by the way. Everyone can use these. It's just the role the person plays in each three. So rope model is literally your a body. I It's very objectifying in a way. It's just like. Instead of being on a mannequin that's got no feelings or no nerve endings <laughs> and everything, it's like you become the model. You are the body for a rigger or rope top to practice on. And they need models because it, 
They need to be able to do their ties and everything and practice over and over. So it's not glamorous. Rope modeling isn't like modeling, modeling and very like glamorous or anything. It's not like, hey, you know, Vogue. <laughs> it takes a long time out of you. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's like you're literally yeah, yeah. modeling it. So you're, it kind of is not sexual really at all. <laughs> you're the body. You're literally the body. <laughs> right, right, right. But I feel like it can be when you like have all that rope like finally oh, yeah. fixed on you. Oh, that's where the rope bottom comes into it. Being a rope bottom Ooh, okay. is, yeah, you got the rigger and rope top and you got then the rope bottom. That's the person being tied. And that's where you can introduce whatever. You can do it with friends. This is the beautiful thing about this, a rope, is, yeah, you can do rope bondage with friends. I, I've done a lot of rope bondage just on people that I have no actual intimate relationship with and it's fucking fun doing it with friends. It's really fun. It's like... uh Kink friends are the best friends is a hashtag on Instagram is is definitely a thing. <laughs> That's kind of cute. That's yeah. kind of cute. It's so fun. Okay. Like, hey, I'm just going to retire you. Um, can I tie you? And, then, you know, lots of people be like, yeah, go for it. And you're not actually exactly going to have sex with them. They just want to be tied. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, rope bottom, rope top is where you explore it a little bit more of the fun. You can go into a little bit of more erotic and sensual and play with it a lot more. And then the third one is the erotic sexual one, rope bunny. And that that's uh, I, I just like rope bunny. It's got a little cutesy aspect to it, but it's also, I don't know, it's just a term most people use for when they do sexual stuff in rope and like, yeah, anything. You think of it. You think sex and then think someone bonded up and rope, put them together, boom. You know, that's right. rope bunny. So, right. yeah, there's... they all sound so similar. Yeah, they, they all can. Sound, like, you can when you just model versus being tied up, and then modeling tied up, and then you want to fuck the rope top. Yeah, it's can again Venn diagram. <laughs> mm, true. It can the Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> it can interlap or you know be separate things. Like I can be a rope model specifically with one person, and then a rope bottom with another. And, and it also comes back to agreements. This is a big thing in kink. This is a big thing in DS, dynamics, dominance, submission dynamics is agreements. And you have to have clear agreements of when you go from that rope model to rope bottom and it goes from, hey, I'm just tying you into, hey, I'm, we're doing a scene. Hey, now I want to fuck you. Gotta be clear because there's a lot of shit that can go wrong, unfortunately. I People bet. Yeah, can come yeah. back and be all like, I didn't consent to you doing that to me. And oh, whereas no. because it wasn't clearly communicated, or else the person has some guilt or shame or something come up afterwards and they're just feeling a little wrong about it. But yeah, you can easily go through all three or just be a rope bomb to a rope bunny or just be a rope bunny. You know, it's up to you. That's that's the joy of it. It's if you, you want right. to take all the labels, go for it. Don't don't. What no. could possibly go wrong? <laughs> no, oh. I, that sounds like a that sounds very sarcastic. But like, what? <laughs> I, I actually don't know because um, I've only been like a rope top like once, and ah. it wasn't even that like in a professional setting. Like all I did was get the rope bottoms uh, hands behind his back yep. and made the crossover. 
and then uh, I bound both of his arms. So oh, you had him in what's called a box tie. That's called a box tie because the arms. Yeah, because the arms are behind and in like a box. When you look in the back, it looks like a square, and the arms are okay. crossed over. That's called yeah. a box tie. So anyone yeah. listening, I'm a rope tie baby. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah. What what might go wrong in that rope situation? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> there's a lot. There's, there's, there's a, lot. a lot. It's actually a, a, a really risky form of kink. People think, oh, it's, you know, I'll just tie some hands and stuff. There's nerve endings right here on the wrist. You have to be careful of that you don't compress and create, of course, no, I was careful. I made sure that yeah. there was like room between yeah, his skin to. and the rope. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you have to. That's a okay. definite basic go-to is making sure no no compression there. You have to know where all the nerve endings are on arms if you're putting anything over the chest. You have to be um okay with where people allowing you to touch them or not. You definitely got to be clear on that because some women with the chest ties, those with breasts, you, they don't want you to touch their breasts, so you have to tie them a certain way So because they don't allow you to touch their breasts. But whereas other women are like, oh, just handle my boobs. They're, you know, yeah, they're to be handled. <laughs> they're lovely, just lovely things titty. to handle. Just grab yeah, a titty. Exactly. You know, just, just grab it. You need to grab it anyway. Move the rope. <laughs> they're fun things to play with. <laughs> They are. I love it. And so, yeah, you've got to be careful with people's pain to levels on this because rope, it's pleasurable, but it can also be painful. And there's good pain and bad pain. And the rope bottom, the person being tied, needs to know the difference between good pain and bad pain so they can communicate to you, the rope top, the one tying, I'm in bad pain now, undo that. Or I'm in bad pain now, we need to finish. Or I'm in bad pain now, adjust something. Like you need to be able to communicate hugely. You can't just let things happen and go totally off into like they call it subspace where uh, you kind of go into this space where it's like it's great. It's You bliss out, no thoughts in the head. You kind of don't think and it's just all like, oh, it's you like just a blank high. out and yeah, then you, it's a oh, high. Wow. It's a real high. It's I, I, I won't go into the science of the chemical brain stuff going on, but it can be like a drug. It can be like a drug and that there's stuff going on chemically in your brain for you to bliss right. out and go there. And so if you're in subspace, sometimes depending on the person who's been tied, their subspace may prevent them from communicating. And so what can go wrong is that, like how can you as a rigger know what's going on if they're okay, if they're all just in this blah, you know, in that you know mm. space where they can't really communicate. So you have this so much. And basically, I tell everyone, I go, what can go wrong? I go, well, on FetLife.com, the website, there's an actual group, Rope Incidents Reports. <gasps> there's a lot. Go in there. And then, I don't there. know. If you, if you don't get scared off. <laughs> oh, my God. If you don't get scared off, then that's, your, that's probably your horror story go-to. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, go into Rope Incident oh, Reports boy. and you'll see, like, what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. People are literally oh, no. posting incident reports of what have oh, gone wrong. So, I can yeah. imagine. Like yeah. you could have gotten like rope around your neck for Oh, that's a reason, big risky or... one. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. with neck rope, you're meant to actually put it down a bit more so it's not actually on the neck. But if you do actual neck rope, there's so many like precautions and things you got to do. Tick these boxes before you actually get there and do it because, yeah, you could 
you it's neck rope. You can literally hang someone by that. Yeah. yeah. Oh and my gosh. just even a simple what's called a single column tie. If it's like you did, you did it well where you had that space. If some people don't and they've gone it. Thank you. Yeah. That's very validating. Thank you for <laughs> I made sure that my bottom was comfortable. Exactly. I'm a good That's top. a good wrong top. Yes. Good, good top. <laughs> thank you. Oh, my praise kink. Thank you. That's my praise kink. Oh, thank you, Priestess. Don't mm. worry. I, I have a praise, huge praise kink too. <laughs> so I'm good on that. <laughs> yeah, but it's always oh says good girl to me, and I'm just like, I just came. I'm <laughs> wet. <laughs> Somebody calls me a good girl, or like their favorite cum dump. I'm wet. Yep. Oh, oh, don't or even my get bottom me on says degradation. that I'm such a good. Oh, oh I love God, degradation yes. play. Yeah, mm. slut whore, you uh, fucking little, you know, cum dumpster or whatever. Yeah, it's yes. just like. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm so wet right now. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, I can't right now because I am recovering from a little bit of a bottom injury. Oh, um, no. I know. I have anal fissures. Oh, and I'm an anal lover, so I understand. Yeah, exactly. So my bo- my booty is just like, yep. uh, uh, God, it's right a mess now. down there. Yeah, so it's like- out of order. It's out of service. It's, it needs time to close up the wounds and... I gotta lick my wounds and everything. Oh my god! But plenty, um, of, wow. plenty of other parts of you to play with in the meantime. <laughs> exactly right, which is where I want to be more tied up because, like, I really want to explore rope more often. Yes, it's just that I feel like with rope, mm. I know that you said that like it can happen between friends, but I feel like this requires more intimacy on my part. That's only because uh, of me. Yeah, because it feels like. Yeah, it feels like it's such an, an intimate and very like personal act, right? And yes. I don't know what it is about this specific act. Like, I know that people, certain people, they have like different boundaries and whatnot. Oh, of course, yeah. And like for me, I don't. It doesn't click in my brain how two people who are just friends can engage in rope. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> I feel like you need to be in a romantic partnership if you're going to do rope. Ah, uh, see, that's where my rope modeling um, helped me overcome a lot of that and understand it oh, really? a lot more. Okay. Because I was rope yeah. modeling. I wasn't rope bottoming. These aren't, these aren't scenes. I'm going to classes and someone's tying a certain tie on me five different five times over, like the same time, five times to learn it. So that's not, in, it's intimate, but it's not at the same time because I'm in a workshop, I'm in a class, I'm surrounded by people, I'm clothed, there's definitely nothing sexual happening here, but they are putting rope on my body mm. and I am receiving the rope. However, it's very much in a structured class setting and also, yeah, they're doing it and then they untie it and then they're doing the same thing again and untying it and that sort of aspect of it kind of takes the intimacy away from it because it's not... Really? It becomes very methodical and yeah. like theory. Mm. Yeah, it's different. Right. It gives you a different headspace. And so because I got introduced to it through the rope model, I was able to understand, ah, oh, okay, yes, I can see the intimacy, but also the way it can be easily done between friends because it it's also cannot be that intimate in a way in that um, 
how can I explain it? Well, my best way of explaining it is that I call myself a sensation slut and I really do. I'm such a little sensation <laughs> slut. And so because We're of all that. slutty over here. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I love, that's why I love rope. It gives me all the sensations, all the sensations. Mm. And so I'm all like, all right. You touch me, I can tell them where. See, this is the other thing, the reason why I can do it with friends. The Tantra side actually really introduced me to embracing my sensuality, um, allowing people to touch me that I'm not in intimate relating with and because I define the agreement of where you can touch, how you can touch, ways you can touch, all that. I communicated that and so I was able to feel safe in myself that the other person would respect that and so, yeah, that flowed on because the rope modeling, I had to communicate all that. Then to be a rope bottom, all it just meant is, yes, now we're doing a scene that's a little bit more intimate, but I can also state my boundaries. I'm going to be closed for this or um, I'm going to be only topless for this. You're not allowed to touch my crotch, blah, 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 or whatever. It's like you can discuss it's so broad. The rope is so broad. You can discuss so many different ways to do it and you can go with like I said the good pain bad pain you can play with the pain aspects of it and that is a thing you definitely need to do do it with someone who understands that who understands that um the way to do that safely because yeah good pain bad pain and when you do do that it's called seminawa right because a lot of these is Japanese languaging around it and even shibari the word shibari has got japanese background and then you've got of course just what i call rope bondage where you can go any which way with that you can go sensual you could do like i said just practicing you could because some body parts people don't regard as like intimate like you could do rope bondage on legs someone's legs and they that's where they are okay with being touched with friends because it's just the legs. But if you go up near the hips and the crotch and all that, like for me, I have a little a too big, intimate. Yeah. Yeah. I have a big thing. I actually do have a limit on that. I don't do crotch rope with uh, people that I don't know. I don't, I'm not in certain relationship with. I really am like, crotch rope is a huge no. I will not do that with you. However, I can do a hip harness. I understand, like, the, I, because of the classes I did as a rope model and, I understand the mechanics of a hip harness, why a hip harness is done the way it is and all this sort of stuff. So it's because of the workshops. I really can't reiterate classes and workshops, even if they're online, because um, I can shout out, uh, if if it's okay with you, and there's a one website I highly recommend to everyone, Shibari Study. Shibari Study website is awesome for all of this so it's like it will help you with the safety it helps you with understanding how things work and even if you're not doing the tying i re- actually recommend a, a people that i tie if we're about to do a tie i actually recommend them to sit down and watch the whole thing with me of how it works so they understand and then they can then say yes or no they can then genuinely consent to it if they are okay with me doing it so, yeah, it's it's very, oh, you can go it so much intricate. with this. Yes. It sounds very intricate and it's like it's a specific art and like you can't just dive head first into the deep end of rope. Like you need to like slow down a little bit first. So what are some ways that people can like 
you know, make little baby steps if they want to start dipping their toes in the rope water? Uh, I've got actually three tips I give everyone. One, single and double column ties. That's really all you need. Uh, Everything else is if you really want to dive deeper, but you can do so, so much with a single double column tie. And that all that means is a single column is one arm. A double column is two arms together. Single column, one leg. Double column is two legs together. So they're two columns. That's basically all it means. And so just think, you just have to think, oh, when you hear rope bondage, some people picture someone on a bed, you know, everything's spread and everything's tied off to every single corner of My the bed. My favorite. Uh, you're like a fly stuck inside like a spider web. Oh, Exactly. My and that's just single column tie, single column tie, single column tie, single column tie on each body part to hook that's tied up to a certain part of the bed. Bam. Simple. Just uh, single column tie and double single, column double tie. Single double column tie, double column tie is the first one. Uh-huh. So don't overcomplicate it for yourself. Just learn those two safely and effectively and you can do lots. Uh, the second thing is don't get caught up in um, needing all the fancy rope. I I get everyone to start with cotton rope. It's a good basic one. It's comfy. Yeah. It's, here in Australia, you can go to something called Bunnings and at Bunnings they've got cotton rope. That's six, it's specifically six millimeter. You want that thickness. There's a specific reason why you need that thick thickness, but six millimeter cotton bunnings rope, cut it up or not cut it up, up to you. But because it's cotton bunnings rope, it's cheap as chips. It's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we fucked the rope right. up or whatever with, you know. Buy some more. Yeah, yeah, it's like throw it out, buy some more. It's so easy to replace. You can do all sorts of stuff to the rope. And since you're only doing single and double column ties, you don't have to worry about too much. It's it's really simple uh-huh, start uh-huh. start a rope. Don't worry about the fancy rope. Don't worry about getting too complicated with things. So I'm all like single double column tie, cotton rope. Start off with that, and then lastly, invest in a little education. There's so much. Like I said, Shabari Study. I do reference that website because it's got lots of free videos, heaps of great free educational videos for just to get started so you can get your head around how this works as a rope bottom how this works as a rope top you know which way you want to explore it because I started rope bottom but then I got so curious after having it done to me so much I switched I am a genuine rope switch I can tie or be tied and I enjoy both You're a rope sides versatile. Mm. Yeah, very switchy, switchy, switchy. <laughs> and then and it's oh, gotten me yummy. into it's gotten me some very, very great experiences because of that. <laughs> so anyone who wants to Yeah, anyone who's like bi plus like me, if you want to get with women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can tie you. Just like Ooh, innocent. Little, I can tie you up. <laughs> it's like blink, blink, blink. Just innocent just little. Back your eyelashes a little. Because <laughs> there's oh my a God. lot of I have, ugh, a lot of people want to be tied. A lot. Yeah, a lot of people want to be yeah. tied. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. I want to let you in on a little bit of a secret. So, did you know I have a Patreon? For as little as a dollar fifty a month, you can access all of these episodes early and without these pesky fucking ads. 
I know they're so annoying, trust me, but girls gotta pay the bills, right? <laughs> and then if you want to pay a little bit more, you get access to some bonus episodes. Plus, you can also access the exclusive Sex Ed with Tim Discord, where you get one-on-one -on -one time with me every month. We can talk about anything that you want. It can be like a sex ed kind of thing or just a little kiki 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 if you want some advice on sex, dating, love, whatever. I highly suggest you don't because I don't even know if I'm taking the advice that I give out. But hey, it's all fun and I hope you subscribe. I will see you on the other side of this ad. Mwah! Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off, and cherry on top. Free shipping, oh my god. <laughs> I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, mm, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there, and I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> the show is about to begin. Yes. I have scoured the internet and I have read the comments on TikTok, on YouTube, and the internet is horny, priestess. <laughs> People are asking other guys and other gals to be like, please respectfully crack my back in half or just like tie me up and leave me there forever. I'm like, whoa, we are all horny up in here. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the oh internet. <laughs> Oh, exactly right. But I'm I'm wondering more of like the reason for rope. Like, why would someone want to be tied up or want to tie someone up? What's the besides the good pain, bad pain? Which I totally yeah. understand because yeah. I love getting slapped. Oh, oh my god! Yes, <laughs> one of my favorites. But um, when it comes to rope, it's a totally different like um arena for me. So, what are yeah. the reasons behind why someone would want to play with rope? Well, of course, I can only speak for myself because the reasons <laughs> are going to be a little bit individual for each person. However, for me, I do have anxiety and I know I've actually seen this spoken about a lot with a lot of people. Uh, rope, whether I don't, it doesn't matter which side with my anxiety, it helps me give me a focus and all of a sudden all that what I call buzziness of my mind, it kind of can go quiet now because if I'm being tired, I'm concentrating on what's happening with my body because the biggest thing a rope bottom can do and the biggest gift you can give the rope top is to be present 100% with yourself and not be what I call outside. Uh, mm, Don't go outside mm. yourself. Don't worry about the rope top. 
you really need to be in here with your body and what's going on. So yeah, you can understand that was a bit too tight. No, that needs to be tighter. You know, you really can understand what's going on, but also really drop into what you're experiencing and just, it really just quietens the mind when you're being tired Mm -hmm. for me. And I've heard a lot of other people speak into their anxieties and all that sort of stuff. It really helps them quieten down because it it has, one, the feeling of intimacy, yes, and connection, there is that. But there's also, there's psychological actual things going on in the brain chemical-wise for when the rope gets pushed down, it's like a hug, especially around Aww. the top. Yeah, it's like a hug. Yeah. It's like someone oh, I just like that. You're putting that especially pressure there. now in a pandemic when we can't really yeah. like you know hug anyone. I feel like rope is like the next best thing. Well, Aww. you can self tie too. <laughs> but regardless, would that be called it, masturbation? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> when you think about it, when you yeah. tie yourself up, that's mm, okay. We're gonna can we're gonna explore that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, the pressure. Some people find the pressure really calming and soothing, and so there's that. Other people just want the connection and the intimacy from it. Really big on that, and like people like me that are what I call sensation sluts and sensual sluts. We love the sensuality of feeling the rope on me, feeling the someone putting it on me, feeling it come off. What you know, at just like all the different sensations of where it's on my body and how. Because each time you tie, it's going to be a little different, you know. Because the position you're in, you could be like put into an awkward as a bottom. You could be put into like a little bit of an awkward position and be all like, right? Ooh, how's that feel? Versus a more comfortable position, and like either you could have. You can be tired like your whole body where you've got your arms crossed over in front and you just get tired with your arms in front like that and the rope on you and you get bondage like that. And it can be really calming, very soothing, or it can be really challenging depending on if the rope, this is where it goes into all sorts of directions. If the rope top's feeling a little devilish, they can then, you know, tip you over a bit. <laughs> and it's like, holy Yum. crap, my hands are tied in. There's the floor. There's the floor. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I have seen just... rope bottoms like be suspended, and I'm yeah. like, that kind of looks like fun. I kind of yeah. want to try that. It, I will say Ooh. something. Floor rope is for everybody, and I s- separate those two words. Everybody, every literally, body, every right. single body you can think of. Those, those Size, people think shape, shape right. whatever. Yeah, you can literally tie every single body. Everything can be adjusted to you, right? Right. regardless of your ability or not, uh, regardless of wherever you're at with that. Because I've seen, I have seen people in wheelchairs be tied in their wheelchair. So oh, wow. Yeah. With the wheelchair. With the oh, wheelchair. Wow. Yeah. So part of it, it's like they incorporated the wheelchair as part of the bondage experience for this person. So that impressed me. So that's where I'll go. Literally every single body can be tied in rope and Uh on the floor. Now, when we get to suspension, though, even partial, what's called, it's out there, it's called partial suspension where um, one or two limbs are off the floor. At least some something's still on the floor, but it's not fully off the floor. Full suspension is where everything's off the floor. Now, full suspension, not everybody can do that. I'm going to be upfront with everyone. It it's sounds more of great. Rope yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds great, but and it's like, oh, put me up, put me up, put me up. But 
I can tell you right now, a lot more can go wrong. It's like the the Mm. less that your body is on the floor, the greater the risk. It goes up and up and up. And just every single body can't actually be suspended, literally cannot be suspended. When there's so much that can go wrong or if your body just literally, it's not to do with size or anything. It's about how your body reacts to it and everything and what's called the somatic body, like does it send it off into certain spaces where, ah, it doesn't work, or psychology, like it can't work for you. So it's a case of, okay, yes, I'm okay if everything except the foot is suspended, like Mm. only your foot's touching your floor, and so people can handle that okay, but when it gets to full suspension, not everybody can handle that. It is, you need advanced communication. You need a hell of a lot of trust with the rope top and rigger. And you really need to be able to know what's going on a lot more right. as a rope bottom. And you need to know that your rigger and rope top can really handle experienced. It. Yeah, yeah, can really handle everything that possibly could go wrong and knows how to do it in a calm, very grounded manner. I won't panic because the worst thing a rope top and rigger can do when suspended and shit goes wrong is you can hear them panicking, you know, and you're like, oh shit, oh, oh shit, how do I undo this? Oh yeah, God, you don't no. want to hear that when you're frigging in us. You come needing to come out of a suspension, and it's just like. Okay, now how's that? Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to work for Because you. <laughs> anxiety is so contagious. Like, if you're anxious, I will get anxious. What exactly. do you mean, don't panic? I was already calm. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about now? About, yeah. Oh so, yeah, God. what you can get out of it is that increased trust, uh, connection, intimacy, but also sensuality and a whole heap of experiences that you just won't get in everyday life. I'm sorry to say, you just can't yeah. get them any other way. That's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> because like for me, if I were to be suspended, all I would think of is, oh my God, I am so fat and heavy. This rope is going to literally snap under the pressure. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm terrified. <laughs> but it's also something I really, really want to do. So like, I really want to find a good rope top. Yeah. You're you going to have to find a good rope top and they'll probably work you up to it too. They'll probably start you to get to know you on the floor and then partial and then full. So one, you get to know your body and two, they get to know your body too. So they know where you're at. Which is why it's so intimate, right? It feels so intimate because it's like this rope top is going to see everything. I feel like we need to have sex afterwards. We should. Really, that's where my tantra came in, Tandy, where you can have energetic orgasms and all that sort of stuff. Exactly, <laughs> so, right? Because yeah. I've only ever been a rope top like in my life um, where I had the bottom lie down in starfish position yeah. and I did a single column tie on his wrists and his ankles and he enjoyed it so much. And there was something about the thrill of watching him try to get control but he's not gonna get out of these ropes oh my god i was like i'm so masculine and macho you're mine you can't (laughs) escape oh my god it's so high you got you got into the what's called the ownership that's the ds that's the that's where you started feeling the polarity was i dominant there okay yes yes yes. let's talk about that a little more (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, so you started in into feeling your dominance over him and he's like you are going to surrender now you must surrender i'm leading 
Yeah. Yes. Because I didn't want him to move. So uh, like he was like, mine. Oh yeah, that's why I can I can definitely speak in it. Like I said, yeah, exactly. It's like you're leading it. You're you're mine. You, you're doing what I'm saying. That's the agreement we got here. Stay still. Don't fucking and like, move. And then if they don't. Yeah, exactly. If they move, <laughs> then you've got certain agreements to what you can do with that. <laughs> Ooh, right. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And th- that's basically what DS is, is someone's submission is someone's leading, someone's following. Uh, someone's in right. the active doing position, someone's more in the surrender position. I, I will say passive because I want to actually re- rewire that in a lot of people's brains. Even though they look passive, they're actually being quite active. So that bottom for you, whilst they're there and in the surrender, they're still active because they've got to be, like I said, 100%, what's happening with me? I'm okay. I'm okay. Now I'm not. I've got to call my safe word. So I think, uh-huh. oh, oh, yeah. He was fully present and like yeah. he had to remember his safe word. He needed to tell me. I, I kept checking in as well. It's like, do you like that? Is that okay? Like, how are you feeling? Oh, and, I've got a tip for you. Yeah. Here we go. Instead Ooh, of doing, yes, do yes. you like that? Here's the real dom aspect of it. Don't say, do you like that? You go, tell me. Use the word, tell me. You Be more commanding in your language. That's more dominant. Be more commanding See? in your language. Go, tell okay. me how you feel right now. Tell me how you okay. feel right now. Tell me, does okay. that hurt? Ooh, yes. you know what? I like that. I'm definitely gonna take note of that. Tell me, tell me what tell me. you're feeling. Like, yeah, I, I always tell, tell people like use it. the "tell me" as start because not, it's more commanding language, and that's definitely a more dominant language. That's high. That's yeah. high. Whereas, yeah. Yeah. Because when when I'm submissive, I'm 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 very power bottom. I yeah. tell my top, I need you to fuck me harder. Yeah, like, fucking pound me. You know, <laughs> like that. Tie me ah. up more. Yeah, here's here's yeah. how the dominant can help you as a power bottom because sometimes some people be like, oh, you're topping from the bottom and all this sort of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but actually that can be like, tell me, tell me now what you want. And you can be like, fuck me harder now. Yeah, sort of thing. <sighs> so oh if they've given you God. the command, if they've given you the command, tell me what you want, and then they basically let you have that, they've given you the permission to tell them what you want so you can now be in a bit like you said fuck me harder now i want to be tied this way or whatever you know like hurt me a little bit more spank mm. me now or whatever sort of thing because they've just right. given you that command they're asking right. you, that's their ask oh my God. The command. <laughs> i feel like two very very strong personalities two very strong personalities in the bedroom like that that can be super hot but also like i don't know how how that would work out because me being a very demanding bottom i would need to find a top that needs to match that energy because yeah. if we're both demanding nothing's gonna get done right yeah that's that's basically too much of a power struggle because uh you're yeah. both basically doming you're basically both trying to be in the top position and yeah. someone needs even if to... i'm like the receiving partner yeah even if you're the receiving yeah yeah, exactly, because this is the other mind fuck. I'll, I'll give your listeners the thing is you can have the polarity and you can still be a dominant in the surrender position and what's called the bottom position. So you have to be very clear who is dom and who is submissive because you can still play with the roles of actually who's giving and who's receiving. So you can be a dom, you can be the dom, and be in the receiving position. 
and the surrender and be even physically on the bottom, but you're still the dominant because you've commanded the sub who you've agreed to be the sub to be in the active position, to be in the doing position, to do this, to do that, blah, blah, blah. So you have to actually make agreements. So if you've got someone like yourself and even me, I will, I have a what's called a bratty side to myself. My brat loves poke what's called Very poke the bear. Very like rebellious, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like poke, poke, poke because I want the bear to scratch me and the bear being the dominant. I kind of want the punishment because that's what the brat is about. She's cheeky and naughty and mischievous because she's like, <laughs> like that. You <laughs> oh, know, you think you can fuck me with that? I want to yeah, see you try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then so the dom can't be just like, oh, they have to be, boom, they have to be a dominant in that, for right. like you're saying, to really dominate because I'm asking them to really bring it so right, at that point. Right. Yeah, so you can be a dom bottom and a sub yep. top you and can. vice versa, a dom versa. top, sub bottom. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, wow. it's, so, it's so much more expensive than people think it is. And people go, yeah, oh, because I'm it's a sw- not black and white. It's not as binary. No, no. And th- this is the other thing. People go, oh, I'm a switch. I'm going, actually, are you, this is where I go, are you really a switch or are you just someone who rather be able to bottom as a dom? Because sometimes some uh, <laughs> people think they're a switch, but they're not, I speak more with them and it's actually, no, as a dom, I would like to receive a bit more. They actually would actually prefer to be in the surrender position a bit more sometimes and they think they have to be a submissive to get that. No, they don't have to. They can still be a dominant, get all their needs met as in that surrender position and in that receiving position because all they have to do is tell the tell the sub, look, this is what I want. Dan- it can be simple, something mm. simple as dance for me. Dance for me. I want you to dance for me. I need you to give me a massage. Ooh. 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 I need you to like whatever. That. You know, whatever it is you're needing as a dom to receive, fucking command it of your sub. <laughs> if you want like, to be spanked mm. as a dom, fucking tell your sub to spank you. It's totally I need okay. Daddy to spank me. Fucking yeah. hit me, please. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's just like the you don't actually have to give up the dominant position to receive. Spanking, right. tying, whatever it is, that's usually regarded as submissive. This is the head fuck that people don't understand. I love really um But when you're out. the recipient of the action, it's yeah. seen as a submissive thing, but really, yeah, really it can be one or the other. It can be one or the other. And you just have to be clear where you are at in the polarity. Because like I said, with the polarity, the DS dominance uh, has a certain energy and you're very commanding you're leading and it's yeah it's very much a big big space because you're looking after yourself but you're also looking after the sub it's a what i call 200 percent responsibility so it can be it's a big space to hold and then with the sub it's a case of you're waiting to be led so you need someone to tell you to do shit and even if you don't even if you don't have someone to tell you, you can use what I call permissive language and that allows you to drop into your sub and like, can I be sucked? Can I be sucked now, daddy? Or can I can I be fucked now? Or will you fuck me, daddy? Or it's just use questions. Use questions and be a more... touch me here? Yeah, touch and me then, there. And here's the hot part. Here's the hot part. 
teacher going into mis- permissive language, and this can be really hot for me, is I'll go, can you I please be fucked now? And then the dom goes, no. Rejection? Yeah, and then the dom goes, no, and that's interesting to play with that because can you be denied? And what happens when that happens? Are you the type like me that gets off on the denial now? <laughs> so I've switched it where Same. it's, where it's all like, oh, he denied me. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. When I'm I ask so- a guy out for a drink and he rejects me, oh, my God, I'm so wet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I just needed to go take care of something. And then, and then the, oh then the dom could be like, I didn't tell you to take care of that, did I? You're not allowed to. What? What? I'm so fucking nope. horny right now. <laughs> What's going to happen, Daddy? Yeah. Oh. Oh, man, please oh come, god. daddy. <laughs> and then they go, Oh my god, okay, now. when I beg for him to make me come. Yeah, it's like the submissive is more permissive language and using questions and will you, can I, may I, you know, can you, or that sort of stuff. That's a good way of using language to get yourself in the headspace and help the other person getting their more commanding headspace of yes, no, giving you the yes, no, clear yes, no's and directives. Yeah, like I said, the tell tell you what to do and stuff. And that's the reason why you can play with the um, who's doing and who's receiving and still stay in the polarity. Really, really do. Because, yeah, the dom could totally be getting a massage, looking like they're on the bottom right now, and they've told the sub to do that. So the polarity is still very intact. Oh, my God. I love that. So you, you've been doing this for, like, quite some time. And it's very evident in, like, the way you speak and, like, the stories you tell. And I friggin' love that so much. Now, I'm wondering, like, because of your years of experience in this certain area, do you find that there are certain personality types that are more lenient to being sub or being dominant? Actually, no. I, I, a big one is it's a personal journey and discovery, to be brutally right. honest. Mm. I, mm. You will find where you land in the polarity. And the, the biggest indicator with this is where you find your peace. Do you f- feel like you have to put it on and it's performance to be a dom? Do you feel like you have to, like, oh, I have to do this now and this now and now I'm in the headspace? And then after you do it, do you feel drained? You're not a dom. You're probably actually better served as a sub. And that's okay. Uh. The thing is, it's okay. Like I said, you there's so many ways as submissive, you can still get so many needs met. And like you said, you can be a power bottom. And I call that alpha sub. Yeah, my term for it is alpha sub, where someone's a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, um, alpha. just in Demanding there. as a yeah. recipient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. You can still play with that as a sub. It's just so much you can play with that and not have to go into the dom space because that just does not serve you. Whereas some people, they love it. They get off on leading, on commanding, on just having that responsibility. Some people are like, oh, my God, responsibility. But they really do get off on seeing that because a good, actually another layer to this outside the sexual realm is uh, what's called devotion. And it really comes up for the sub and dom when they go into this and play it outside the bedroom is a devotional space because then the dom goes into a space of feeling devoted to the sub and ensuring the sub is getting all their needs met so they can still 
lead that sub and the sub it's like I said it's a feedback loop and then the sub is devoting to the dominant and then showing the dominance getting his need met so they can be led okay yeah that sounds like a lot of commitment and I have a lot of commitment issues to work through (laughs) that seems like a lot that's another layer like I said that's another another layer that's a whole other layer but in the um like just in the fun space you can go into this just just keeping the polarity intact of a dom going I would like you to spank me for the next 10 minutes and you're going to do it this way and I'm going to tell you how to do it and then like you said boom 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 and the subs are like was that to your pleasure sir and it's just like yes (laughs) <laughs> yes done and very deadpan done. very like nonchalant and just like move uh, on. oh it, I you love can that. have all sorts of ways with the dom you can have yeah. loving you can very strict disciplinarian you can play mm-hmm. oh whatever energy you want for with me that. Really i like i like when i like when the when the top uh, the dom top is more like cold i kind of just like i don't know there, there's something about like him reminding me of how abandoned I was as a kid because my father never loved me. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has daddy issues. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to channel that in the bedroom. (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, like going back on that, like, uh, do you find that this kind of polarity with, it doesn't have to be rope, but like the playing of dominant and submission, um, do you find that there's some healing factor to all that? Oh, so much. For me, it created a lot. It created a lot of healing. It um, helped me with my relationship with men, actually, overall. And I now have a lot more faith in men. And I understand. Oh, I wish I was at that place. I don't have any faith in men whatsoever. <laughs> oh, it's taken a while. Like, how old am I? 43 going on 43 now? <laughs> Didn't happen overnight. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's been a journey. This is it. It's been a journey because of my experiences in submission in both playing and also outside of it in a broader context. I've been able to create experiences for myself where I felt held, where I felt seen, where I felt like there's trust and, yeah, I wasn't abandoned and everything. So I was able to create these experiences for myself so that got rid of certain stories in my head that I'd had because it was all like, hang on here, that story isn't matching what's actually going on and what's actually going on is good. I It's like, wow, these men are showing up for me in this beautiful way giving me their attention, giving me their skills, like even if as a rigger, like giving me their skills and attention as a rigger, I was able to go, huh, okay. And what did they want back? It helped me also understand myself, like where I was coming from, expectation and projection and also how more grateful I can now with people offering like, yeah, the riggers offering their rope skills, dominance offering their time and attention for a scene. I am now so much more not in criticism. I mean, more in that gratitude, love and appreciation because I understand what they're doing. I understand, like, they're giving me this gift. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then from there, it's just the unapologetic nature of being able to explore 
who I am. And like, yeah, I'm a sensation slut. I'm a sensual slut. I love sensation. I'm not going to apologize about that anymore. Allowed me to own that. Allowed me to own. I love sensuality, all of it. I love to touch and be touched. Oh, you know, sort of thing. And then it allowed me to explore into the sadism and masochism, the pain stuff, and allowed me to even go, wow, this is potent in itself. So because sometimes pain allowed me to access things that I couldn't access before, like if I needed to cry or if I needed to scream and just let out some stress, sometimes I needed a few fucking spanks. And that, that then it was all like, yeah. Get your shit together. Exactly. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> and then allowed me to cry and scream or whatever. And and at the end, I had the release I needed to. That's That's it. That was it. I had the release. And it's allowing me to own all these parts of myself now unapologetically. Like, ah, like you said, power bottom, own that. Own that if you're an alpha sub. Work with that. Play with that. Find doms that want to play with that. Yes, not every dom's going to want to play with that. That's okay. Find doms that do. You know, I've got a brat. Not every every dom wants to play with brats. They just be like, oh, that's too hard. Then you there's need to some find, doms. Like a handler, you yeah, know. <laughs> someone, some doms are all like, bring your brat. I love brats. Bring it. I'll play with you. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my goodness. So, how do you think that reflects? So, okay, we are in the bedroom. You've played with that polarity, and you, you notice like this dynamic of being both a dominant and a submissive how do you find that reflects outside of the bedroom oh i'm so much more at ease with things i am it's just i don't need to push so much anymore as like i because i own my submissive nature now and i'm understanding the energetics of that so outside of it I can be more at ease with things and not have to push. And and my communication, my communication has gone up. I'm so much better at communicating now and so much better at knowing myself. And I'm not perfect. It's just better. It's just a, a bettering and a betterment of myself constantly that this is playing outside the bedroom. Oh, okay. Oh, I... I'm not going to project. I'm not going to expect. I'm not going to da 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 because there's murkiness there. I'm actually going to communicate. I'm unsure about something. That's what's happened for me is now it's created the confidence to be better communicator to ensure even the consent vocalize your consent, needs. Yeah, exactly. Consent pieces of all sorts of things of vocalizing my needs of I actually can't do that right now, but I can do it tomorrow. I ah. can feel confident saying that. Whereas, whereas before I might have been all like, nah, or else, you know, just a full nah. <laughs> Go with your gut reaction, like, no. Mm. Yeah, and instead I, I made it more easeful. It's like, actually, that is a yes. However, I can't do it today. I, got, I can only do it tomorrow. Does that work for you? And then you go from, I'm good at negotiation now in that way. And that I can now Ooh. be like, oh, okay, what works for you? Because that's part of it in the bedroom even. Like, okay, I'm going to tie your wrists up, blah, 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 blah. But then the negotiation part could be like, can you only do it? For, we've only got like 10 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> you better hurry enough. the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> now I'm, I'm like thinking how many like CEOs are actually like playing around with rope and dom sub dynamics in the bedroom. 
depending on how good they are at negotiating yeah. in the boardroom. Mm. My mind is and it's, running it's, wild. See, here's the thing: it's it's playing out even when they don't know it is. It's I when I got opened up to this, I started looking around. I was all like, "Well, that one's leading that one." You can see how the power plays out, even when people aren't identifying as Dom and Sub. You'll see. You will be like eyes open. Oh, oh wow. wow, that is so subby, and oh my god, so dommy. Oh I my god! So the next time up. I see <laughs> like a meeting, I'm gonna see. Okay, he's a top and he's a bottom. Yeah, sure. and it'll be interesting how the power plays out too, and where someone yeah. top, you know takes takes the power from the dom, and the dom kind of goes. The person that was in the top position kind of submit. Yeah, it's like a dance between yeah. the two. And then you just be like, okay, yeah, I bet he fucks good because he nailed that negotiation <laughs> so well. My brain is totally like all over the place. But um, <laughs> wow, Priestess, you are so full of knowledge and so full of wisdom. And like, I want to be where you are in terms of like being a dom sub and being able to trust men because <laughs> I don't. I fuck men. I'm attracted to men, but I do not like men. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> oh my god! I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there someday. You're all good. I'll get there with more practice, with more practice, with more trust and more intimacy. Maybe rope can help me with that. We'll see. Yeah, but um, never know. This we'll never know, right? So, but this is so amazing, and it's been such a pleasure having you on, and. I'm absolutely obsessed with you. I'm pretty sure the listeners are obsessed with you as well. So why don't you, like, give us some parting words. If people didn't, like, pick up anything on this very wonderful conversation, what's some words of wisdom you can give to the audience? Your weird is welcome. <laughs> I don't see Your it as weird. Your weird is welcome. I really don't see it as <sighs> weird. You can bring it to me. Oh, I love to be called this and this and this dummy. I'm like... Cool. I kind of get off on that too. Yeah. And they're like, weird. Really? Is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might go, I'm weird for that. And I'm like, bring it to me. And then they say whatever it is. And I'm like, no, not weird. I know about five people that get off on that too. <laughs> <laughs> At least five. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Embrace your weirdness, people. Oh, this is so cool. But Priestess, you're so fucking amazing. How about you make like a butt and plug away anything that you want the audience <laughs> Ooh, to find? Butt you? plugs. Oh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Just got sidetracked there <laughs> with butt plugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, you can go stalk me on the socials. The best way is Instagram is the gateway drug, I call it for me, is Yes, Priestess on Instagram. So one word, Yes, Priestess on Instagram. And then all the other links is link in bio, as they say on Instagram, link in bio. That link there has all the other links to everywhere else um, on me. So gateway is Instagram, Yes, Priestess. And then from there, at your link. Find everything else. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I will put that all in the show notes. Thank you so much, Priestess, for joining me here on the show. And to all the listeners that have made it this far into this episode, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Sex Edmonton podcast. And I will see you at the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, 
Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!